Welcome back to the Youth Move Nevada podcast. We're so glad you can join us again. My name is Riley Harris. I'm the youth mentor for Youth Move Nevada, and I'm located in Las Vegas. My name is Lexi Beck. I'm a youth facilitator for Youth Move Nevada, and I'm located up in Reno, Nevada. And I'm Daniel, and I'm also a youth move facilitator in Las Vegas, Nevada. Awesome. So before we dive into our topic today, I'm going to quickly give us a refresher on who we are. So Youth Move Nevada is a youth-inspired and youth-led organization that encourages and empowers our youth peers to unite together to engage with youth-serving systems. We recognize the power of lived experience and are also a strength-based bridge to improving support services for youth by youth through our shared experience and expertise. So some of you may know this already, but uh, October is National Bullying Prevention Month, and it's pretty straightforward in that we want to prevent bullying yeah, in schools, outside of schools, any form it takes, and that is what we'll be talking about today. Yes, we are very excited to talk about this, and we have a special guest that has joined us to help us through this conversation and bring in some expertise. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, sure. So my name is Dana Walburn. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I work for the Nevada Department of Education in the Office of Safe and Respectful Learning Environments. So that is the office that is regulatory obligated to um, provide interventions and guidance for bullying and also tip lines for youth and um, parents and staff for bullying incidents. And I'm not directly involved in that all the time, but I cover the Safe Voice line and I um, manage the Project AWARE grant. And AWARE is for Advancing Wellness and Resilience in Education. Um, and it really encompasses um, the idea that everyone deserves to feel safe in school and that mental wellness is just a basic human right. So um, I think that's why I was invited. I'm excited to be here. Yes, very excited to have you. And clearly you have a bunch of expertise to offer. Yes, and uh, Dana is spot on because that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today is bullying, specifically in school, and the different forms it takes. And again, guys, it's October. It's National Bullying Prevention Month. And this is, of course, why we have Dana to help guide us through this conversation with her knowledge and experience. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. Um, it's one of those things that's kind of hard and sad to talk about, but it's so necessary to talk about. And we have noticed, you know, an increase, which I will share with you too, so you may share out, um, an increase in bullying incidences since youth have come back to schools. Um, and so the Office of Safe and Respectful Learning Environments really is designed to create guidance and frameworks for multi-tiered systems of support throughout school districts. So that is a framework in that um, we had address social and emotional and academic development um, and that philosophically believes that you can't learn unless you're emotionally well and taken care of and safe. Um, and so in that office, they um, regulate and monitor the state laws around bullying in schools. Um, and so they monitor the reporting on that and then also the each school district's plans for that. So how that they inter intervene with bullying and we ensure that it's evidence-based and that it fits within um, a person-centered approach so that each person who's involved is actively involved in the 
recovery and repair, right, from it. So that even the person who was doing the bullying and who the victim was, that they're both all actively involved in that. And I really like that person-centered approach. And really, you're not excluding the person that may be exhibiting the bullying behaviors, but allowing them to also heal and, and find resources to recover and have a successful education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need it just as much as anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, some of the ways that that happens in a school is um, it can be reported by a staff member. Um, and the law says they have to report it same day. But most of the protocol says immediately upon seeing the bullying. And we're talking about all types of bullying, the verbal, the physical aggression, the cyber bullying, um, any type of situation that would uh, um, have another person feel unsafe, either physically, emotionally. Um, and so it gets specific into physical and verbal within the law. But really, if you're working at a school and you witness that happening, the best practice is to go report it to the principal immediately. And then the principal and the counselor are in charge of creating safety plans with each youth who's involved. And this is the part that really matters. There's timelines for that safety plan. It needs to happen as soon as possible within the same day or 24 hours. And the safety plan to whatever degree necessary is done collaboratively, right? The youth gets to decide what's safe for them and what will be helpful for them. Um, and we have, so that's for the staff part, but we also have a mechanism for anybody to report anonymously to. So they have protocols at the school, but a youth could report, a parent could report, uh, staff could report if they didn't feel comfortable doing it through Safe Voice platform. And I will also, I can also share that with you two tips to get on there. Um, it's an app and it's used for reporting really anything, suicidal ideation, self-harm, um, but it was created for bullying, a bullying tip so that youth can anonymously report on there. And then it's followed up, you know, immediately to a multidisciplinary team that is housed in that school. Um, and so they start working on that safety plan immediately. And part of what we've been developing in the state is restorative practices. Um, and so a lot of guidance is coming out this year about what that means. And, and that is in addressing discipline issues and disparities in discipline issues. And so, and also discipline with bullying. And so um, all of those are offered, those trainings are offered to teachers and staff and to youth. Um, but it's exactly what we're talking about today is the idea that we can we can solve and repair an incident together to whatever degree possible. Some some people may say they don't want to do it and they have a choice to do that. But the staff would be trained into to helping walk the youth through um, that repair. Brings us to the next question. What can a youth do if they're involved in a bullying uh, situation? Yes. So either way, if they are the person who's the bully or the most often it's the person who's feeling bully, they can make a report on Safe Voice. It's anonymous. Um, and they, you know, they don't even have to say it's them. They could say it's happening to a friend, but then it, it causes some attention, right, at the school through that multidisciplinary team. Um, I think Safe Voice is one of the best ways to do it because you're responded to immediately. So you make this tip online, it's like texting. And then there's a Department of Public Safety um, coordinator who, I think they're called specialists actually, who responds immediately. And so I think that feels good too, because you know someone's listening to it. But also you wanna, we really wanna encourage the school to have a culture of safety so that 
you know, safe voice is great, but also it'd be wonderful they had someone safe at school, you know, so that we create that at school, that the climate is safe. That actually um, brings up another question I had is, you know, what sort of community supports could students maybe look for when it comes to bullying? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, I think that's a really good question. And some of our best supports, preventative supports come from the coalitions. So each county has prevention coalitions and they oftentimes provide most of the trainings in the school districts. Um, they are primarily focused on substance use and misuse, but they also have access to anti-bullying training. And um, one thing we've noticed recently in the last like two weeks, there has been an increase on like really uh, violent fighting, like uh, among girls and uh, among girls in high school. So really aggressive fighting and the schools didn't know what to do. It wasn't technically bullying. Everybody was involved in that fight. Um, and there was like an aggressive level they hadn't seen before. And so we worked with the local coalition to develop a curriculum to, to teach that. And so I think that's a community resource. Um, and then the, um, if it gets you to a point where it's like a crisis place, which bullying can do, um, then a community support is the mobile crisis response team, which has clinicians and case managers available 24 seven. And they can connect to therapy or case manager or another community resource um, that would help too. Yeah, mobile crisis is definitely a great resource. And it really is so important to include the community when we're addressing bullying prevention, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's holistic. You live you live in your community. So you're, the idea that we feel safe in our community, that's the same as the school. You know, it's a holistic sort of wraparound model. Yeah. I love that you use that word because that's what I was already thinking of in my head was holistic. And, you know, as always, we also appreciate that it seems you very much have a willingness to involve youth voice throughout the entire process. Oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I think we've missed that for so long. We miss youth voice and we miss tribe voice, tribal native land voice um, over and over and over. So one last question we kind of wanted to ask, you know, oftentimes youth don't think they have rights, uh, especially, you know, under the age of 18. So from your perspective, are there any specific laws that relate to youth and bullying in schools? Do they have any rights when it comes to those things? Or Yes, and I, I can get you the law, but they do have a lot of rights. And I, they have rights, a lot more rights than they know. And I have to check, so don't quote me on this. But I think at age 14, you start signing on your behavioral health treatment. And, and we don't talk about that. That's like a secret, but that is huge and massive. You have a consent to who gets to know about your treatment um, and, and what treatment would be best for you as a youth. So that is huge. But yeah, in Nevada, the state laws around bullying very much protect the youth. And so I can get that and share that with you too, but um, it's youth-centered. I mean, really. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Thank you for providing us with all of this great information. So with that, we kind of wanted to do a brief overview. We touched on a lot of very um, important, serious information and we kind of wanted to maybe compress that for some easy uh, ways to remember it. Um, do you have any final thoughts, Dana? Yes, I, I really wanna say that your voice, no matter where you're at, uh, matters. 
to use it, to ask for help, to say this is wrong. Um, it matters and is so valuable to our whole society to hear you. That really is so powerful what you just said. And youth voice really does matter. Um, and we want you to know that you are not alone if you are experiencing bullying. There are resources. There is help available. Um, I do want to remind everyone of hashtag Safe Allies, which is a collaboration between Youth Move Nevada, us, and Nevada PEC to really address bullying prevention and mental health. Um, we have a bunch of resources there. We have a Safe Allies podcast. We have infographics. We have a Know Your Rights handbook. So definitely check out hashtag Safe Allies. Um, and also with this said, we are hosting an anti-bullying campaign. It's called the I Care, We Care. Kindness can be everywhere. So make sure to check out www.npep.org and get involved by posting messages of bullying awareness um, and promoting kindness, acceptance, and inclusion. Once more, thank you, Dana, for being our special guest today. And as always, we want to encourage you to engage with us on social media at YouthMoveNV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And until then, we'll see you next time on the Youth Move Nevada podcast. Bye, everyone. The theme music used in this podcast was created by Youth Move Nevada member TJ Stevens of Falanchi Entertainment.